We have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. What happens to those 20 million people who have health insurance? I believe, many people in my own state believe, that health care is a right, R-I-G-H-T, regardless of income. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290, KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290, KOIL mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, self-funded plan administrators, and caring for people services. This program is produced by E.D. Bellis and available worldwide on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. If it's the first time listening, thank you so much for your time. Here's what you're going to learn in the next uh, hour here on the program. You're going to learn a lot about what's happening with the the changes in Washington on uh, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act or whatever you want to call it, because that's the focus of this show, helping you understand all these changes. And we're going to have more in-depth analysis this week on the AHCA, which is the GOP House proposal, and the Congressional Budget Office releasing their cost and coverage estimates, which is something that we've focused exclusively on this show and in helping you understand what all those numbers mean. And uh, we're going to spend the next segment uh, really going into depth as far as how many people are actually going to be online to potentially lose coverage, how, many, how is this going to affect the debt, and the deficit, which is something that is is incredibly important. What type of timeline are we looking at as far as changes to any health reform effort and the future of some of the taxes in the ACA, which is important for you as an individual. If you're worried about the individual mandate, it's the tax season coming up right now. You're probably filing your 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 reports and your, your taxes for the government, and you might have noticed that there is a, a new, new uh, part of, of that process, which is telling the the federal government that you have health insurance and that is of course part of the affordable care acts individual mandate provisions or the individual shared responsibility provisions and we're going to look a little bit more closely at some of the coverage impacts and you know by the way not to insert semantics into this but we're going to actually have a discussion about the word coverage in a segment because I think it is getting misconstrued by, by some people and in uh, particularly in the media when it comes to what that actually means. And so we're going to take a, a moment to explain whether or not coverage actually means access to care and actually care at an affordable price that is high quality. And did the Affordable Care Act do that? That was the mission of that law. And we will look at whether that happened and what it actually means to people with coverage. We're going to spend the fourth segment looking at some of those issues, as well as what we're seeing on the Medicaid expansion front, which is a huge issue for the whole uh, fundamental mechanics of the Affordable Care Act and how it was passed. So we're going to take a look at why people could be hurt under, under any changes, examining the provider impact, some of the state government responsibilities, and those who could be disenfranchised. And then finally, we will conclude uh, the episode with looking at the chances of the AHCA in the United States Senate, which is a place where I used to work. I used to work for the Senate Finance Committee, which is going to be one of the places, and those folks on that committee are going to be 
key members involved in the process of whatever happens to this House GOP replacement. I don't think you could look at anything news-related and not see things about health care reform right now. It's probably one of the top issues out there, and I think it's because it affects all of us personally and financially and sometimes professionally, depending on your, your situation at your work. And that's the mission of this show is to shine out a little bit of light on what's going on in Washington, help you understand all of the changes and give you some a little bit of advice and knowledge that you can use as you're going out in your day to day life to look at some of these things uh, that, that are going to affect you with regards to your health and your pocketbook. My top uh, story this week is going to be looking at the, the Congressional Budget Office um, score. That, that's the, the term that they use when they look at a piece of legislation. Uh, that GOP went on the uh, early, uh, I guess, a preemptive strike, I guess I would call it, by downplaying what the CBO uh, report would say. They were estimating that it was not going to really have much of uh, an impact on the whole overall process. They're trying to do some preemptive damage control, I guess I could say, because the this, the new report did create a lot of uh, challenges politically for getting this thing through. They're going to try and get this done by Easter break. That is the goal, according to my sources inside Washington, and I think that's a very lofty goal because, and the reason why is you need to understand the congressional schedule and how that all works. They, they kind of look at their, their year in, in almost like quarters or, or seasons, and it's all centered around their annual or their recesses that they have where they go back and do their work in their own home districts. And those can be sometimes up to several weeks, like in, in the month of August. But then around the federal holidays, they'll usually take each week off and work in, in, their, in their home district. And so we've got the Easter break coming up. This is an important first stop. Uh, in the in the first uh, year of of a new Congress, and uh, they're looking to act to, to get this through, and the Congressional Budget Office threw a wrinkle into that as the uh, AHDA goes to the House Budget Committee this week, where they expect to advance it to the Rules Committee, and they actually did actually excuse me they did advance it to the Rules Committee, where it will now be amended, and uh, the Congressional Budget Office estimating that. Number one, uh, some folks are under current levels, which is the ACA. And remember, this the law is not perfect, and I think almost anybody can agree with that. We're going to play some clips of uh, the president going on offense uh, against the actual uh, ACA or Obamacare law because it is having some fundamental failures in the insurance market. The question, of course, is whether or not this new piece of legislation will actually make things better or will it cause them to become worse. The Congressional Budget Office estimating under current levels that we're going to see uh, the, 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 the folks with insurance potentially go down, and that is because there's going to be less financial assistance through uh, cost-sharing assistance, and they're getting rid of the subsidy program and replacing them with refundable tax credits, and that is going to, according to the CBO, cause up to 14 million people to uh, not have insurance over the next 10 years. The number you might see in the media is the $24 million, and, and the difference between the two is uh, we're factoring in Medicaid and the, the change of uh, expanding Medicaid up to a certain income level, like the Affordable Care Act does, transitioning it to, in 2020, giving states 
the actual dollars per on a per capita basis. So every person on Medicaid getting a per capita reimbursement. And I think this is going to have all kinds of um, discussion in every single state legislature as what is the future of their own budgetary situation going to be. We'll look at that in, in segment three. But the Congressional Budget Office saying $24 million between Medicaid and uh, the uh, changes in, in coverage, um, eligibility subsidies. There I go using that word coverage. <laughs> They're saying 24 people are going to 24 million people in the next 10 years could potentially lose uh, their their benefits that that they have right now. And so we're going to get inside that report when we come back and look at the numbers and, and see if they actually are right. Because on the flip side, there are some positive news items in the report, especially if you're one of those that thinks that our country's finances are in. Uh, very deplorable shape because the uh, the the scaling back of the Affordable Care Act through the AHCA is looking to uh, reduce deficit spending over the same 10-year period. And if accurate, and we'll look at this as well, it could actually lower costs. It's just going to be a rocky few years to get there. We'll break that down when we come back here on America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 is the number. 1-800-577-1290 is also a way to get in touch with us. Also on our Facebook page, you can comment during the week where we're putting these things out. And the Edie Bellis Newsroom is a really great resource where we're giving you a little bit more in-depth analysis to the things that we're talking about. You should maybe check that out during the week as well. I will be right back. No one wants to claim this bill. If it's so good, why aren't they rushing to have their names on it? Trump wants to call it Ryan Care. Ryan wants to call it Trump Care. Trump Care. 